So let's talk about scaling. So we started with a growth mindset. And first, I just want to recap kind of everything we've covered so far. Um, we started off with the importance of a growth mindset and really the ability for you to grow is limited by what you identify in here. And so that's why we started with that growth mindset, because if you don't adopt that mindset, then all of the other skills and strategies that we've covered just won't, they'll be wasted, frankly. So then we went into some strategies and business model tweaks on how you can grow your top line revenue. And that was day one. We brought in Tony Watley, the side hustle millionaire. He gave you some formulas for success. And then in day two, it was all about a profitable business, right? So we discussed the importance of setting KPIs, benchmarking against the best in your industry, showed you some tools on how to do that, uh, and then brought in Jonathan Federa to discuss the importance of lowering some of those hidden costs like interest expense and merchant fees. Uh, and then we brought in Vance Morris, who the former Disney executive, who shared about how to you know, create a remarkable business that isn't just a commodity, because everything's a commodity these days. So if you can create a way to differentiate yourself, you'll be a much more profitable business. And then yesterday was all about cash and taxes. So we wanted to increase that cash and decrease those taxes. And so we brought in Simon Kalu, my uh, friend and partner from across the pond, in uh, the UK and discuss, uh, to discuss um, cash flow and how to create a cash flow plan and not just create cash flow, but retain cash. And then I talked about taxes and some simple strategies that you can do and then discussed the power of tax planning. And so I hope you have a ton of notes because that was a lot of information. So now today it's all about scaling. And one of the key things you need to have a sustainably scaling business, because if you, you can have a mindset all you want, you can discuss these benchmarks and all that, but as you continue to grow, your business looks different at different sizes and, and volume and revenue and team and headcount each step of the way. And so in order to consistently scale, you need an operating system for your business. And that operating system, the foundation of that, the one topic I wanna to cover today in the time that we have, is establishing a consistent, what's called a meeting rhythm in your business. And that's a, a number of different meeting types that you schedule and get on your calendar that are you working on your business, not doing whatever it is that you do. So it's like, for me, it's getting out of the tax returns and focusing on where are we headed. And so I wanna share a couple different types of, of meetings that you need to start getting on your calendar literally next week, or if not next week, at least starting in the 2021. And the first one is all about is about management and that is your weekly one-on-ones. So if you have if you're a solopreneur, then take some time with yourself, but if you have any team members, you need to make sure that you're meeting with them on a regular basis and ideally weekly. And that's a time not just to micromanage, but also to lead and figure out how you can better support your team members as well. So any direct supports that you have you wanna meet with and say, what's on your plate? What did you do last week? What do you have upcoming this week? What are some issues and some things that are hanging you up? And then as a leader, how can I better support you? How can I, how can I help you? And then figure out ways to help them. So it's not all about you, know, you cracking that whip, it's all about you know, how can you support them and lead them better. <clears throat> and one little tip on this is 
If you have three or fewer direct supports, I recommend having them all on one day. Like for us, we do Mondays are internal meeting days. And every Monday you do your weekly one-on-ones with your direct supports and that's, that's how it works. And uh, if you have more than three, so if you have four or more people that report directly to you, I would recommend you split those up on multiple days. And the reason why, and this happened to me, is because when you have more than three people that you're having to meet with, in addition to some of the other meetings that we're gonna discuss, you end up losing one day of the week every day. And so you're literally not available to your clients or your customers for 20% of your entire week. And so if you've got more than three direct reports, then I recommend splitting those up across the week. So once you got your weekly one-on-ones with your team members, then you want to establish a weekly leadership meeting with either yourself, if you're the only one on your leadership team, or if you've got a leadership team, maybe a couple executives or a couple trusted key team members that you work with, set aside 90 minutes per week where you focus on the strategic issues in your business. So this isn't HR issues like, you know, Jane had a problem with Joe and we need to discipline them. It's not, okay, this client had this issue and we need to follow up. It's what are the strategic issues that we need to fix? What's a system that's broken that we need to alter? What marketing initiative are we going to launch next week? It's systematic, strategic decisions, these high level on the business, not in the business items that you need to focus on during that 90 minutes. And the agenda is this, and you can write this down. So you start off with a positive focus or a key win. So something that's positive in your life, both personally or professionally, it could be anything. We just want to start with some positive vibes, right? Get, get the juices flowing. Next, you want to focus on your key, what what is the progress of your key rocks for the quarter? And we'll talk about that in just a little bit when we get to the quarterly meeting section. And then you recap any to-dos that were action items from the previous week's meeting and the status of those to-dos. And then you get into the meat of it, which is any issues that you've got. And usually that lasts for about an hour. And then you recap any new to-dos that have been coming and you assign accountability to each of those to-dos. And then you roll it into next week. So that's the weekly leadership meeting. Next is your monthly planning meeting. So some of those issues that come up during your weekly leadership meeting are going to be issues that, that need a little more hashing out. Maybe they take, they're going to need two hours of just focus time because they're, they're some, there's some big meaty issues that might be changing the direction of your business, offering a new service, and figuring out you know, how, to, um, you know, how to implement that and roll it out and the procedures for that. But those, that monthly, once a month, it's either a, a half a day or a full day where you carve out some time to work on the meteor strategic issues in your business. That's the monthly planning meeting. Next, once a quarter, you have a two-day meeting, and that is your monthly day plus your quarterly day. So the monthly day is the same, and it's those more deep dive issues. And then the quarterly planning is figuring out what are your key priorities and goals for the next quarter? Then you, you roll that in, uh, and then you set your quarterly theme, which we'll get to, we don't have time to dive into what that is today, but, uh, and you set your, so you set your key rocks, which are your top three to five priorities, and then you set your one critical number, which is the most important measurable goal that matters for those next three months. And that's what happens during your quarterly planning meeting. And you, so that's a two-day meeting. It's your monthly session plus your quarterly. And then once a year, 
you tack on an additional annual planning meeting. And that's where you want to look at, you know, what is what has gone well over the last year and what do you want to accomplish over the next 12 months? And it may seem like a lot to have a full day dedicated to that, but it really does fill your time. And it's so critical because, you know, there's a, you may have heard this before, but the, uh, when, you, when you look at the analogy of you say, if a pilot sets off on a flight from Los Angeles to New York and he sets his coordinates to fly to New York, well, if he's off like a quarter of a degree on his coordinates, he ends up in Miami instead of New York. And so the key for these quarterly, especially the annual planning, is to make sure you're aligning those coordinates so that you're not just working tirelessly day in and day out in going the wrong direction. And so it's really all about taking some time out of your business once a quarter and then you know, once a month, once a quarter, and then once a year to adjust those coordinates and make sure you're sailing in that right direction. And so you've got your weekly one-on-ones, your weekly leadership meeting, your monthly strategy day, your quarterly planning day, and then your annual planning day. So those are your meeting rhythms that will guide your operating system for your business. And you, if you want more information about that, go to get the book Scaling Up by Vern Harnish or Traction by Gino Wickman. Those are two phenomenal books that give you an operating system for your business. Now that that's done, I want to bring on our guest and uh, go ahead and come on, Brian. So Brian Nabavi is, uh, he'll, I'll let him tell you a little more about himself, but he he is a, yeah, he's running a, a he's a uh, owner of a scaling business, Tell You Collapse, and he's got a new business, Vital Minds. He's a, we, we met a couple years ago. Yeah. You'll hear that story. So Brian, you sure welcome. You me on here? Uh, he's going to try to keep it PG. I'll keep it PG. You know, I have a hard time. Is, but, uh, um, so a little bit, first of yeah. all, I appreciate all you guys. Grateful for being here, Tyler. Yeah, Our absolutely. story is kind of cool because how long has it been? Two years? Three years. Oh, it was uh, 28, I think two, about two, almost three years, coming up on three years. years. Yeah. So as far as me, I've been self-employed entrepreneur for the last seven years. I have three companies. The first one is Athletic Apparel Brand. It's called Till You Collapse. That's my main company. I have another company I've had for a year, which is Vital Mind CBD. It's a CBD company. And then I have a new company, which is Nabavi Investments. I do some mentorship and investments and stuff like that. So I'm a pretty busy guy. I'm not your conventional entrepreneur. Um, Probably, as you can tell by the way I dress and look, yeah. maybe I'm pretty rough. casual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty rough around the edges. But um, my main reason to be self-employed, I've always been in sales before I became an entrepreneur. And in a lot of people's eyes, made a decent living. I mean, 150K, 200K a year is what I made when I quit my full-time gig to become an entrepreneur. The main reason is my family. I have four kids and a wife. I'm a family man. And even making that 150, 200 grand a year, working 60 hours a week in sales, um, I was still broke. We were still broke making well, especially that in California, like cost of living so high, taxes. For like sure. It's true. All that people stuff. don't realize they think two hundred grand. So my main motivation was freedom, you know, freedom being able to do what I want with my family, time, you know, not missing time with them. And then also, you know, you know, I like nice things as well, cars and stuff like that. It motivate me, stuff like that. If so, you follow him on Instagram, you know he likes nice cars. I like nice cars <laughs> family first, then the cars. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, that was my main motivation, you know. And yeah. as far as um that, um I mean, I don't want to go too far into my story. Yeah, so well, let's just jump right in. So okay. uh, on day one, as you heard, we talked about you know growth mindset mm-hmm. and the importance of having that to have like sustainable long-term success. Sure. And just from knowing you and the time we've worked together, both you know as as a friend and and then as a client, I know you have that mindset. Sure. So can you just 
talk to me and for them a little bit about the importance of that growth mindset and what that's meant for you in terms of both when you were just getting started out and kind of this was a side hustle into what it is now where you've got, you know, warehouse and growing. For sure. I mean, yeah. we're busting out of systems there. So mindset, as you guys know, is everything. Honestly, I preach it to my kids. I have a 13-year-old and I preach it to them every day in sports and school and stuff like that. Uh, mindset is one of my, I would say, strongest attributes. Mindset, um, taking action in my hustle. I just work my ass off. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm not that educated, but I make up for that in my mindset, that limitless belief. Uh, waking up every day with a positive mindset, always pushing myself to grow some way every single day. You know, more, most people, they set huge goals, you know, maybe monthly, yearly, mm-hmm. five-year goals. I'm more of a guy like, let me grow every day. Set a more gotcha. micro, set a more yeah. micro goal. If you can grow and improve every day, those little days added up equal to big results, right? For sure. That's and I think huge. a lot of times people get lost in looking at that big goal. I'm not that good, honestly, at making those big long-term goals. Uh-huh. I'm more like what's in front of me, let yeah. me tackle this day, yeah. grow, grow gotcha. like that. And just waking up every day with that mindset, positive attitude, grateful every day. I mean, your mindset is everything. If you don't believe you can, and as you scale and build a team, that mindset has to be consistent. You need to share that with your team and they need to have the same kind of mindset because you're going to build that culture and build something great. You need to all be on the same page with the mindset. For sure. Um, So that's a huge thing, you know, every day, you know, reflecting on that mindset. And that's something that I know daily habits and routines, one of the common success leaves clues and routine and habit is a big part of that. So maybe can you share around those kind of daily goals? Do you have any habits or routines that you make sure that you're addressing I mean, you that mindset? It, yeah, if you yeah, follow yeah. my Instagram, I mean, my, my daily routine is pretty boring and spot on. Because here's the thing, guys. It's not that glamorous. It is constant work, constant routine, day in and day out over time is what gets you the results, right? And yeah. if you push yourself harder, you're going to increase grow right yeah and as far as you want to know my daily routine yeah oh well, yeah I mean, just any any like successful routines or habits you got i mean my daily routine is pretty consistent i wake up five ten minutes of gratitude um grab my cold cup of coffee from the day before yeah. literally sit in the coffee pot i go do my stairs a little bit of exercise get my mind flowing and, and um, um you know think about the day and the daily goals and then i um you know and go to work and, and as far as work, come home at my family time, and then I visualize for about 10, 15 minutes at night, and that's pretty consistent. And it's, my daily routine is Monday through Sunday. It's not just like yeah. four or five days a week. It's a daily routine. I stick to it even on the weekends. It doesn't mm-hmm. change, um, and it's just consistent. You know, And it's something that's, like I said, it's, it's, it's nothing magical or special. It's just an everyday wake up, gratitude, reflection, coffee, exercise, stairs, then the visualization at nighttime, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. consistent, though. So you, you brushed over that cold coffee pretty quick, but I think I want to bring that, talk about that a little further because it's, it's huge for that growth mindset in terms of never being satisfied. So can you, can you, so he literally, it's not cold coffee. Like he goes to Starbucks and gets a cold brew, which is like kind of more my habit, you know, maybe to my detriment, but talk, it's literally like the cold coffee in the pot from the day before. So can you talk about like why that's your habit and like, I just don't know. I mean, I, I'm you, as you know, we met. We'll get into that story. Yeah. I'm a guy that's taken on for the first good four or five years of my company. I've done everything myself, kept costs as low as possible. I'm more of like, you know, I've never had nice things. You know, I've had nothing before. You know, my story. Yeah. And, you know, as far as like, I'm not too good for a cold cup of coffee to yeah. sit in the pot from the day before. Yeah. It's not going to kill me. It's quick and it's easy. It's convenient. Yeah. It's a little caffeine. Yeah. Wake me up kind of when I go and do the Do you stairs. microwave it or you just literally no, drink it cold? I just, it's just, <laughs> whatever, 
whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm hey, a simple guy. That's honestly. right. Simple guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so you started your business kind of as a side hustle and yeah. now it's been scaling into, you know, you're busting the seams with, this is your yeah. second warehouse yep. with, uh, you know, what was it, 5,000 square feet or something, you know, yep. that's, you know, significant uh, increase from obviously doing it out of your trunk. So yeah. as you've scaled over these last seven years, what's been sort of the biggest challenge to continue sustaining that scale? I would say the biggest challenge as I'm scaling, because you know, the first three, four years were my, my garage, out of my trunk, literally going around town, slanging leggings and t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and then the 900 square foot warehouse, and then now the 5,000 square foot warehouse, and now we're ready for something around 20,000 square feet. Wow, that's our next awesome. step. Yeah. I'm looking to either buy or build something soon, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest challenge probably has been two things for me is, like I said, I'm, for the first four years, I was every position in the company. Marketing, yeah. website developer, photographer, advertising, designer, I did it all, right? Um, so the hardest thing as I scale is really cultivating a culture and building up a staff and delegating those things and yeah. ensuring that someone's gonna do them because I have pretty high standards. Mm -hmm. I have high expectations of myself and my team and my company or companies and what they represent. Yeah. Delegating that and trusting that. And another thing as I scale, because I'm I'm not cheap, but I'm very smart with my money. Uh -huh. As far as um, you know, my profit margins are very high. I've always had very low cost because you you know that's the only way you can really have good cash flow and be profitable. Yeah. Um, so as far as when you scale with a business like mine, you know, I scaled rather quickly. So yeah. go from ordering, you know, a hundred shirts, you know, costs two grand versus now I'm ordering 3000, which costs 30 grand. Yeah. You know, scaling and, and forecasting has been the hardest for yeah. me with is, you know, I don't want to order a huge amount of inventory and sit on that cash, sure. you know? So just the, for me with the way my business is and the, how fast it's scaling, it's just that cost and putting that money out and not sitting yeah. on it has been the hardest thing gotcha. for me. So, so there were three, literally that recapped our three days. Uh, so number one in the mindset, you already talked about your, like the mindset, but it's required you to stretch that from having, you know, having the, the faith For that sure. you, you shell out 30 grand in inventory that it's going sure. to sell. But also, you know, on day two, we talked about, it's not just about revenue growth. It's about what you keep too. For sure. And the, so, and then day three is about cash flow. So yeah. you're, you've been obsessed with, and I know this, having, you know, is that you've been obsessed with minimizing those costs and growing effectively, For sure. not just growing it because, you know, the vanity revenue, For sure, right? Yeah. And, and then, and then also managing cash flow. I remember when we talked about maybe doing a little joint t-shirt mm -hmm. action, you were like, I always like to start with 25 shirts, see if it sells, and then we go bigger, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, you know, managing, not just, hey, I think it's going to work, let's buy 20,000 pieces of inventory, then you're sitting on it and you're out that cash. And that's so, what a lot of people do. Honestly. Yeah, it is. And that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons actually you see all these people going out and getting VC money, uh, you know, in venture capital investments and getting money in loans instead of bootstrapping it. One of the biggest reasons that businesses fail is actually more being overcapitalized, meaning For they've sure. got too much cash that isn't theirs, 100%. rather than being undercapitalized and they've got to hustle and those costs. They're working, they got lower margins as it is, they can't yeah. even make a profit to pay themselves, much less pay back that money. Right, it's yeah, the, yeah. yeah. and so so that's where it's highlighting the importance of all of the, the stuff that we've covered, but in, in your, you've been living it, which 100%, is awesome. yeah. So, so what's been your favorite part about scaling? Honestly, my favorite part about scaling is uh, growing the brand, you know, the mission of our brand uh, mm -hmm. with the consumers and customers. And honestly, the biggest part for me is um, with my staff growing, yeah. um, you know, 
at, at this point for me, the main goal is for them. You know, I have a younger staff. The culture of my place is amazing. Yeah. I want to have build a company where I have people on my staff making seven figures. I gotcha. want to pay someone a million dollars. Yeah. I pay my people very well comparatively in the field because I have high expectations. I have a very standard culture that we live there. And I have people that are 24 years old buying houses. When I was yeah. 24, I never, you know, so for me, the biggest thing is creating opportunities and that kind of thing for other people. Because honestly, if I stayed where I am for the rest of my life, I'm good. Yeah. You know, not that I make crazy amount, but I live well. Like, yeah. you know, I don't need right. that much more, right? right? So yeah. for me, the main goal now is, you know, Pushing the, the culture of the brand, inspiring, motivating people, empowering people, you know, making yeah. them feel look amazing with that brand. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody starts mm-hmm. up from somewhere. And then as far as my staff building, you know, as I build a bigger staff and we grow, creating opportunities for them to live the life they want to buy the cars they want to buy, take the vacation, buy yeah. the houses. So that's fulfilling for me, honestly, yeah. at this point. Gotcha. So, awesome. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people watching this, just because a lot of business owners are in this phase, they are solopreneurs, or maybe they're the first employee. And frankly, not that—that that wasn't you. That was you. That that not that long not ago. Not that long ago, guys. And yeah. so, what would you say for someone who's kind of wanting to take that leap? What would, going back to that time when you sort of got on the up and up, and so, you've got real employees, and now you've got a culture. Let's start with how did you make that leap, and what did you have like? What was that feeling like? So, the first. Four years of the company were very hard. You know, um, the first year I worked my full time sales job mm-hmm. and I built that up on the side, which was my side hustle. Yeah, that was a legitimate year of legitimate nineteen to twenty hour work days. Yeah, I'd work wow. seven to seven at the gym, come home, see my family for maybe an hour, dinner, two hours. They would go to bed. I would stay up till two a.m. Yeah, three a.m. working on my side. And that's yeah. when I say that. I feel like a lot of people say they work their ass off. They're working a lot of hours. Yeah. And when they really look at it, maybe they have like an eleven-hour day. Right. Like I was legitimately working nineteen hours. Yeah. For a year, built it up to six figures, where I could quit my two hundred grand a year job, where everyone thought I was a nutcase. So you were at six figures before you quit. Yes. Yeah. Gross though. Gross. Okay. Yeah. Six yeah, yeah. figures gross is yeah. nothing. I mean, right, now, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. six figures gross, but that was enough for me to know if I give this my all, I can take this higher. Right. right? That growth mindset. Right. From yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I quit. And then the next three years was full-time hustle, very slow growth, maybe, okay. you know, 110 grand, 130 grand, 150 grand. So very slow growth. And, and honestly, even to pay our bills, and this is what nobody wants to hear. They see where I'm at now, and I don't even feel like I'm at that high of a place, right? Right, right. But they see I have a few things, I'm living okay, but that they don't want to hear that those three years, I was working full-time on my business, right. and I was legitimately not even making enough to pay my base bills. I was doing that, and I was hustling, flipping stuff on the side, because that's all I've done my whole life is hustle and flip and yeah. sales, to even pay my bills. And that's what nobody wants to do. Yeah to get to the point, it takes years of that to sure. even get that spot to get to somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what nobody mm-hmm. really, they don't see that. They just see, okay, he's at a place now yeah. where they don't realize those three years were the hardest years of my life. Yeah. Having to really work 15 hour days on your business and then, oh shit, I gotta find something on Craigslist and flip it and do this and this just to pay my mortgage or my, right. my rent. Yeah. Did that, had the worst year ever. So we went to about 80 grand gross. Okay. Wow. Huge, a huge drop. And this yeah. is like probably the year right before I met you. Okay. Worst year ever. I had a 200 grand a year job waiting for me. I could have gone back to sales. I can sell anything to anyone. Yeah. I love sales. Yeah. Um, you know, that would probably be the comfortable thing to do. I have a family at that point. I think I had two, three kids. Sure. Let me just do that. Screw this entrepreneurship, yeah. right? Um, 
80 grand a year. At that point, I decided I really looked at why did the business tank? What's going on? I'm doing what I'm passionate about. Fitness, yeah. So I'm loving it. I'm not going to quit this. I'm not going to quit on myself. Because mm-hmm. if I quit now, I'm never going to come back. And right. I feel like a lot of people that happens to, unfortunately, yeah. go to be, live comfortable at 200 grand a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually said, I need to grow and scale, which sounds weird. I just had the worst year of my life. I'm already <laughs> not paying my bills. Yeah. I'm like, I, okay, that's what's holding me back is doing out of my garage, not really having employees, me yeah. doing everything. So that's when I decided to move into my first warehouse. Right. I okay. totally revamped the company. So you had your like worst year ever, and you said, I'm going into a warehouse. I'm going into a warehouse. <laughs> I'm gonna take on more expenses. Yeah. Um, I need an employee. Yeah. I need someone to help me with this stuff. And that's when I hired my first employee. She's still with me. She's my yeah. own person. Um, and I did that. I totally revamped my company. So I, I looked at the, the industry, what's going on, I revamped <laughs> my website, revamped my website. And that's when I went from 80 grand gross to 1.1 million gross in like eight months. Jeez. And that's like almost 2,000% growth. Yeah. That in is eight insane. months. Yeah. And that's when I met Tyler. <laughs> and that story is kind of funny because at that point I was a sole proprietorship. I should have been a corporation. I wasn't in an LLC. You know, me, I'm try- I'm Persian. I'm trying to do everything myself, save the dollar. <laughs> um, you know, you know, and um, I met Tyler and I remember when we met and I told him, He's like, you're making, this is great revenue. My margins are good. Yeah. And I told him I was doing my own taxes on TurboTax. Yeah. Um, and it was, a, it was a nightmare, honestly. With the amount of money I could be saving by investing in somebody that knows what they're doing with taxes and, uh, and being a corporation, it was a nightmare. When I, I was sick when I found out. I thought I was saving How money. Much, yeah. I thought I was saving yeah. money and then I was really- TurboTax was only $60, but it actually like the cost of that oh, was- yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like I know you and I both are in the Arte syndicate, mm-hmm. which is a fairly significant investment. For sure. Um, let's talk about how you've invested in yourself to continue growing over and what, what role that has played. So huge, over the last huge. The biggest investment we can make is in ourselves. And I tell people that I mentor people now, but that's the biggest and most rewarding investment you can make. Because yeah. like I said, I'm not that educated. I'm, I'm like a blunt head, edge object. I just work, 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 work. That's all I do. That's all I know. I love the work even still. Um, so I just work really hard and I take action really quick. Those are my strengths before I even know what the hell's going on. You know, some people have to plan and do yeah. everything. I'm not, I'm like, just dive in. I'll figure out how the hell to do it. Fire that's ready. That, aim. That's how I, that's, <laughs> and it's worked for me so far, but I realizing as I'm wanting to build an eight and nine figure company and I have those goals that it's going to take more than that. That works to a certain extent. Yeah. It's gotten done well for me, but I need to grow as a person and, and I've invested in myself significantly over the last two years. And the last two years has been my biggest growth as a person, as a leader um, at business and at home. Both, you know, they go hand in hand as a yeah. person. So, yeah, um, yeah it's been the, the biggest, most important investment I've ever made. And yeah, some people are worried about the cost, but I promise you, like he said, that the group we're part of is a significant cost, more than some people yeah. even make a year, but I've already two, three X that by investing in myself. Well, what's awesome, so it's been a couple of years, but you got the lessons from whatever the investment you've made and you get you make the investment once, and then you get the results for a lifetime. Like sure. literally the next 20, 30 years yeah. if you run this company, 100%. you get the return on that. So 100%. that's awesome. And so you've got kind of 
the the business group, the books. Like, do you, are you much of a reader? Or Honestly, you I'm like, not much of a reader. Much of a reader? I, I, I've read books. Yeah. And when I first got into entrepreneurship, I did. Like, you know, I, Andy's, people are my mentors and they've suggested books. And I read books, but really, as far as my attention span, it's mm-hmm. not there for books. Yeah. I'm all yeah. over the place. <laughs> so I'll just be real. And I'm always real and raw in everything I yeah. do. I never sure put anything. I'm not that big a reader. I've read, okay. read maybe in the Podcasts lab. or? Podcasts, just, audio for me, yeah. because I feel like I can be more on the go. I'm you work out for yeah. that. I'm a big podcast guy. I'm a big podcast guy. But as far as visual reading, I'm not. Gotcha. Big. I mean, I think it's something great. But I mean, as long as you're growing yourself some of the way, like podcast, the audio way, I'm yeah. still doing it. I'm just yeah. not reading it. So for sure. some way you got to do it, right? Whatever fits with you, who you yeah. are, right? So. so so, real quick, I want to touch on, because part of growing and, and actually something that you've had a major impact on me on and, and has been a major way that you've grown your business is through social media. 100%. And it's come up a couple times that people like in there, we do these homeworks on these daily challenges that they, you know, they, they want to post more consistently or they want to grow their brand. Part of the mindset is getting out in public and sharing their story. So can you just kind of give, you know, this isn't a, a social media course, but just a couple quick highlights on number one, the impact of that for you. And then number two, someone's looking to get started in building either their business through those channels or their personal brand through those channels. What are a couple quick tips? I mean, hundred percent. My, my, I mean, my companies are built off social media. Yeah. Um, so that's been a huge tool for me as far as building, being able to a day and age we live in. You can build companies off of social media. Yeah. Your personal social media is very important as well. I've built mine up pretty well, and they kind of go hand in hand because people, as far as now nowadays, it's not like a, a faceless CEO of a huge company. Right. People want to know who they're buying from, and you know who they're buying from. They want to know. So the personal Instagram goes hand in hand with the, the business Instagram. And the honestly with it, it's just, you have to be consistent. It has to be every single day, not missing it. Just like part of your daily routine is posting just one time a day. I know it's hard yeah. and it sounds easy actually, but it's hard. Right. It's hard it than, it's, it's hard hard new, new content. New content. And the yeah. thing is, when you're on social media, try to be as genuine and real on social media as you are in real life. Don't be mm-hmm. anyone you're not. There's a lot of people on there trying to be someone they're not. or Sure. Fake it till you make it or be whatever. Be as genuine to who you are. You know, if you're broke, be like, I'm broke right now. <laughs> but I'm working my ass off and I'm not going to be broke soon. Yeah. You know, like be real to who you are. Be genuine to who yeah. you are. That's one thing I always try, try to do. Um, and share your story. Share the hell out of everything. And, and I've shared my story. You know, I lost everything. Repoed everything, kicked out of my house. It was a very low point 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I share my story. And that when you share your story, no matter, you may think it's embarrassing, but you're going to connect with someone because we all have those stories. We've all been through mm-hmm. hard times. Yeah. And sharing and being vulnerable is a very powerful tool. Don't, don't overdo it, but just be genuine with it. And be yourself. You know, some people are more exciting. Some people are less exciting. But try to be yourself and try to... Add a little character to it if you can. Because in social media, you have to have a little personality. Yeah. You know, If you don't naturally have a personality, don't not be who you are, but like add a little sizzle to your steak is what I say. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, like your steak is who you are, but add a little seasoning on it. Try yeah. to, you know, and and that, that's what you got to do, man. And yeah. like it's constant and it's huge for business and personal. If you have a business, you need to have a, a strong personal Instagram and a strong business. Both. I believe yeah. in both that. Yeah. You know? And here's the thing. I don't love social media. I think social media is bad as it is good. You know, yeah. I mean? it's, it's definitely you know has its pluses and minuses. Um, but as far as business and growth, it's a very powerful tool. You just got to have that balance of. Yeah, you know, actually, on, on day one, I think it was in our VIP Q and A. Tony Watley was talking about how most people just use it just to you know doom scroll 
but it's yeah. actually a tool. Like if you use the, the smart people use it as a tool, not as an it, can, it can be a very bad escape. And it's it, hard to it, balance it, those sometimes that, because you're in there to post yeah, for business. It can be a huge time waster. But if yeah. you're very, if you're very, I don't know where I'm thinking of. If you're very strategic in what you use it for, Discipline. it's the most powerful tool yeah, out yeah. there. It can speed up oh, everything. Like, that's yeah, I mean, that's why I grew. 2000 percent in eight months. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. so so back to you, you kind of shared your story about how we met a little bit, and then we got you on some some tax planning, you know, actual strategies implemented, a lot of the stuff that we do here. Mm -hmm. Uh things like we, we covered yesterday about hiring your kids, and you've got four of them, so that was, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh um so talk to me, not we're not gonna get into the individual strategies that we implemented, but just, I want to talk about what you did with those funds. I know you were at a time where you needed to invest in, you know, a new warehouse mm -hmm. and you've got a team now. Like, so just kind of talk to me about what you've done with, it's not just saving money just to, even though I think you probably did go oh. buy a nicer car. Oh, but. All I did is buy cars. <laughs> Watches and cars. That's yeah. all I bought. Uh, I was supposed to do something good with that money? Oh, yes. No. No. So what I did with that money and I can- I didn't tell you that? Damn Oops. it. <laughs> What I did with that money, and I continue to do it. So this year, we know what's going on in the world has been crazy for yeah. us all, right? So this year, as far as business-wise, we're still doing okay. Um, we're still, you know, we were projecting. For me, I have high standards for myself. I try to grow at least 100% year over year. Yeah. That's kind of lofty goals. Small but that's, standards. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I hold myself accountable to after that initial huge growth. And yeah. we have that. We had that initial huge growth. After that, we grew about 100% after that year. Yeah. Um, and then this was the next year after that. Um, and we were projecting growing 100% after the first quarter this year. Yeah. We were doing great, right? And then shit hit the fan, right? For everybody. Um, and now we're still ahead for the year, even though it slowed down, yeah. measly 10% for the year, which I'm still grateful for because I know there's a lot of people out there suffering, sure. which is horrible. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even though we're 10% above, I'm netting probably about 20% less because right. of reinvesting in my company and sure, my sure. people. I've hired two people through this pandemic. I've given every single person on my staff a substantial raise this year. I gave two people two months ago a substantial raise because I invest in my people, I invest in my company, I invest in my culture. I'm not taking that money, buying those cars and stuff like right. that. I'm investing in the long game and knowing that I don't, like I said, my main goal is to improve their lives and improve the culture of my yeah. company. And I'm legitimately honest. That's genuine when I say yeah. that. So even though I'm making 20% less by doing that, I could be making the same or a little bit more. For sure. I just said, everyone makes the same. You're yeah. going to still have a job. Right. That's not who I am. Right. That's not the culture where I'm at. Right. So yeah. reinvesting my people in more inventory in the company. Yeah. That's, that's, you have to reinvest. I mean, obviously I bought a couple nice cars and stuff like that. Yeah. But the bulk of it goes back into the company yeah, because sure. you have those big long-term goals. And well, and that's actually one of, that's one of my favorite parts about the outcome of doing tax planning for businesses, but that, and I did a post about this, I think a few months ago, but really tax planning is, invent, it, it creates jobs because it'll, you know, most, you, know, you, you hear in the media that he's corporate, you know, the rich, blah, 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 blah. Most business owners that we work with are doing exactly that. They're not going and saving $200,000 and spending it all on a Lamborghini. They're 
reinvesting in their team, they're hiring new people, and it's literally reinvesting it back into the economy. And that's the power, the true power of tax planning, because it allows you to invest in your goals and it just gives you that more, you know. That's the, the thing is because none of it's gonna come quick. This is a long game and yeah. everybody wants it quick. It's not gonna come quick. Um, that by reinvesting that long game, like I said, the short term, you're gonna have less money, but long term, you're gonna make it back tenfold, right? Yeah. So that's all what it's all about. And yeah. yeah, you've helped me do that. I mean, thank God I'm not still doing TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. And all the cash should be gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so as we wrap up, um, if just high level, if someone was watching this had just two minutes with you and you had just one piece of advice, whether they're just getting started out, they're starting to scale, or they're kind of sitting there and like wanting to, to maintain or take it to that next level and they've already got a team, what's like one thing across the board that you would just, one piece of advice, if someone's only got two minutes with you that you'd, you'd give to them? I think it's kind of just recapping what I already said. I mean, it's you're gonna have to work hard. It's it's never it's it's hard work being an entrepreneur. Being a successful entrepreneur is even harder work. So the vision that you have, these guys that have these huge companies and they're sitting out on boats and their staff is doing everything, like that's mm -hmm. not reality. As you become more successful and as you come scale, it's on you as a leader. It gets harder. Yeah. The work gets harder. So just get used to hard work. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. So that's why you got to make sure you're doing something that fulfills you and something you're passionate about. Because for me, I love the work. I'll still work 15, 20 hour days. I don't care because yeah. I, I love it. I love right. what I'm doing. I'm passionate about it. And then just taking action. As I mentor people, one thing I'm finding is people just get, they get really frozen by fear of like growing a social media, taking a video, what people will think of them. And, um, like for me, I just take action. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. I think maybe the happy medium is you take action with a little bit of planning. Yeah. I just, on the one side, I just die right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the other side, you get people that need to plan their whole life out, yeah. write everything down, make sure it's perfect. And then before they know it, it's been a year and they haven't done shit. So, yeah. I mean, I think you just got to take action, work hard, realize it's going to take time and realize that as you scale and become successful, it actually gets harder, not easier. Totally, that's that's such a good point. Yeah, like you know, everyone thinks I'm gonna become successful. And then you easier. go and you, you hit, you know, hit, you go on vacation all the time. And don't get and me wrong, having extra money, <clears> you're able to have a little more time off as you build an infrastructure and yeah, culture. For sure, you can take more. It's time not away. those 19 hour days. But, and I know, actually, I remember, I, I we had almost like talked through beating you out of those like 11 out 11 p.m. nights because sure. even when you had a team, you were still in there on your DMs. For sure, yeah. You got to work you know? hard and smart and yeah. you got to be, you know, I lead from example, you know, is one of my core values yeah. and I'm still one of the first people in and one of the first last people out. Yeah. I don't have to be, but yeah. I am. That's what I embody and that's what I, you know, show for my sure. team, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, and yeah, that's it, you know? It's awesome. Just, it's not rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sticking and being consistent. Yeah. Awesome. And I know I actually saw it in the chat in the VIP that someone missed your name at the front. So uh, just, it's Brian Nabavi till you collapse. Uh, and best place to find you if they want to reach out Instagram. My, per my personal Instagram cool. is just at so, Brian Nabavi. Yeah, and we'll 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 link that it. up and yeah. Just and, Brian. And my last name is N A B A V I. So awesome. Cool. Thank you, Brian. We'll uh, we'll uh, talk to you thank soon. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I, thank you, everyone. Give give a round of applause for Brian. Uh, I, I know you got a bunch of value out of that. There's there, if you didn't, then uh, you weren't paying attention. So uh, thank you. And if you can, can you hang for the? Yeah. the Q&A? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So he'll be hanging around for the VIPs for the Q&A. So, um, so I hope you enjoyed that and uh, enjoyed the little mix and format and have a little interview. So um, 
as we talked about with Brian, just want to uh, recap, quick reminder that investing in yourself is huge and it pays dividends because the cool part about when you invest in something, you get a skill set or a strategy or a new, new piece of information. You don't just get that now, you get that for the lifetime of your career or your, your life if it's a, if it's a life skill set. Uh, and so we have covered a ton on these four days. Uh, I, I hope it's been incredibly valuable for you. Um, just a, again, another reminder, if you're interested in investing in the Cash Profit Accelerator Tax Essentials Program, normally it's $997, and until Monday, it's going to be $297, which literally one one-tenth of one section of that program in will more than pay for that 10 times over. So um, I'm really excited to be able to do that for $297. Uh, and then if you want a custom tax plan, go click the button in there on cashprofitaccelerator.com and you click and you can apply. There's no $500 deposit right now through Monday uh, because I wanna just express my appreciation for you showing up and playing full out during these full these four days. Um, and so uh, remember, if you invest in it, it's gonna give you a, a return 10, 100 fold. And so again, just last a little bit of recap, day one was all about that growth mindset and revenue growth. And then you wanna get in and make sure you've got a profitable company and then manage that cash flow, save on taxes, and then you can afford to scale up. So this has been the Profit Booster Challenge. I wanna see your homework today. There's only one item, and that is go share your top takeaway and your, that you are going to implement immediately from these four days, your favorite piece and your most important action item that you're going to do because as Tony Robbins says, knowledge is not power, knowledge is potential power. It's taking that knowledge and doing something with it that is power. So action is power. So go implement everything you learned over these last four days. Thank you again for attending. And I'm Tyler McBroom. Go share it out on social and uh, we'll see you next time.